0: into this week's topic, and that's how the top carriers are in the US are treating digital marketing. And I mentioned earlier that I have gone to several conferences, three conferences in the span of 30 days. But what going to those conferences allows me to do is I can can be able to talk to a lot of people firsthand and find out the systems and processes that they're using. You heard a lot of those on on previous Cyberly episodes. But then I was also able to look over with those pre-recorded interviews being played over the last couple months. It also gave me a chance to have a break, a little bit of a break to get some business planning done, some budgeting done, but then also to get sort of an eagle eye view of what type of content that you guys like seeing the most. From Cyberly. So I looked at the social media clips. I looked at the different segments that we've published, um, the different episodes that we've published. And you guys really love data. So I'm going to lean into more of the data and storytelling side of things and how other freight companies are approaching all of these different digital media strategies that are coming up. And first up, I want to talk about how the carriers. Are approaching digital media strategy. And so with this study, what I looked at is I took that FreightWaves top 500 carrier list. I took the top 12, I will say the top 12, because the first two, one and two, they are UPS and FedEx. That's not necessarily the right market that I, when I want to do this study of what tools that, you know, real, I don't say real trucking companies, but you know what I mean when I say the actual semi-truck companies, first mile and middle mile, how are they approaching digital media strategy? So I took those first 12, in reality, it's the first 10 of the actual trucking companies, excluding FedEx and UPS. Then of that 500 list, I took the Bottom ten. So these companies are still, even though they're in the bottom part of the 500, they're still massively huge companies that are ranking on these different lists. So how are they approaching it? What are those nuances? What are those differences? And and how they're approaching their digital strategies? Because 90% of the U.S. carriers in this country have seven trucks or less. So what can these small business owners that are wearing a ton of hats? What can they learn? And what can we learn? What strategies are they? You, at the top companies that are using that, the little guys can take advantage of. So, uh, some fun stats and key takeaways that I wanted to jump into is that the first one that I noticed is that make the website a central place for employees, customers, and prospects. Nine companies out of these 20 had custom built websites, 10 of them use WordPress. And one of them used Webflow. So a lot of the, the top 10 of what I w- was referring to with the top 10 carriers in the US, not UPS, not FedEx, remember that. So nine of them had a custom built solution. One of them was using WordPress. The rest of those websites, all of them were all using WordPress with the exception of one, which is using a company called Webflow. Um, so you might hear a lot of advertisements, a lot, of, especially on podcasts and YouTube about using Squarespace or Wix. I don't think that's the best strategy for a lot of folks in the freight industry because it's difficult to grow and scale and integrate different technologies into those platforms than it is for WordPress. WordPress is the most cost-effective solution. It is the most affordable solution and it allows you to grow as your company grows. You can build on that platform for as long as you want. It's Somewhat independent, depending on the integrations that you have into your website. And so you can have this ability to scale as your company scales. So this is the big reason why a lot of these companies are the majority of the web is powered by WordPress. So that was one big takeaway. Another thing that was really sort of common, especially among the top 10 is that these companies had a separate website. Just for driver recruiting. Now, some of that driver recruiting was done. Uh, they have other positions available, so me- mechanical positions, um, you know, staffing position, th- things like that. So they had a separate, complete website just for recruiting drivers. And that was one big thing that stood out to me. But one company that was well on this list that didn't have a separate website, because this that can kind of be hit or miss. If you have a separate website for just your drivers, then you, you really have to be honed in on the strategy of what you're going after when you have the big corporate website, but then you want to send traffic away to specific recruiting efforts. So there's essentially two different markets that these these top companies are going after with their website branding. So the overwhelming majority of them had separate websites at the top 10 the bottom 10 of this list that I'm talking about, they, they, they all of their uh, content was all built into one website. So they had one home for all their drivers and customers and employees to come and see. One really great example was Werner. So we have a, an image of their website. I thought they had a really great website design, by the way, very simplistic to the point. Um, their navigation was really crisp and clear. You have a, 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 a clear goal when you arrive on their website of what they want the user to do, which is their quote unquote ROI. So they had a clear goal of this. Another great design website because Werner is technically in the bottom 10 of the top 500. They're a huge company, great company. Um, But then another sort of great company, big company is Landstar. And Landstar had a beautiful site design too. And when I say that custom photography goes a long way when it comes to helping your website stand out, this is exactly what I mean. It's a bright, photo of one of the Landstar trucks. It is It catches the eye. And then there is one CTA button that your eye is drawn to. And it says, why Landstar? And so I thought that that was another really just sort of a highlight of a beautiful design of what can take place and how you can highlight your company. Because... The primary goal of any website, I was told this years ago, the primary goal of any company website is to reduce the amount of phone calls that are sent to your accounting team and sent to your brokerage team. If you can answer some of these questions, if you can document some of these processes and add them to your website, you're reducing the amount of phone calls that your staff gets because then your staff has more time to work on things that are more revenue producing. So another really great example of reducing the phone calls, the unnecessary phone calls that you're getting to your company, this is a great example from Ross Express. It's not the most modern looking website, but it gets the job done because all of these documents, you know, a a bill of lading, credit application, certificate of insurance, all of your carrier paperwork, um, holiday schedule, you know, uh, permits, operating authority, all of those documents that your brokerage team or your account, uh, the accounting team constantly needs. And a lot of that paperwork is missing. They list it right on their website under a resources page. So this is the, this is an exhibit A of how you can use your company or use your company website as a resource in order to help other people get their job done because they don't have to answer the phone call to send over you know, a, a credit application for a new customer. They can focus on the customer instead and just send over that information that they know they're going to need, that and they know accounting is going to bug them for. So put this information right on your website. You don't have to make it public. You can make it a private link that just your, your staff keeps on, keeps bookmarked on their desktop. And then they can use that to send it out as they get new customers, as they get new carrier relationships, all that good stuff. So making a, a section of your website completely devoted to just the paperwork portion of things can help really hone down or really tone down a lot of those unnecessary phone calls that your staff may be receiving. Another goal of a website is to entice users to submit a quote. Now I'm kind of, I'm not the biggest fan of having folks submit a quote on a website because I just don't think that shippers are actively out here looking for people to, or looking for companies in order to submit a quote on. You have carriers and you have three PLs beating down the doors, trying to get shippers or trying to haul the freight of these shippers. So they're not actively going to go out. At least not all of them are going to actively go out and request a quote on your website but if they do, they're more likely to do it if you are niche-based. And AFC Transport does this the best because they're showcasing the specific industries that they cover. If you're looking at the screen right now, you can see that they have six really nice-looking pictures. One of them says steel, one of construction, one manufacturing, one heavy machinery. You get the gist of it. So they have those six boxes where they showcase what they're specialty is, what their niche is. If I'm a shipper and I see that, I'm much more likely to submit a quote to this company because I know that they are experienced in hauling the freight that I need hauled. So that is another really great example. I would also add that for SEO benefits and for additional benefits, I would actually create a page for each one of those images. And I would have the user go directly to that page because then that that way from a I don't want to say from a tracking standpoint, but from an analytics standpoint is probably, I guess, the more PC way of saying it. From an analytics standpoint, then you can also see that path that the, the visitor is taking and what pages are interesting them the most. You can also put another quote form on that page, maybe a steel page, maybe a construction page, and you can list the nuances of the things that that potential shipper might be worried about or might not know about when they're getting there, when they're, doing the bid process or when they're trying to get folks to bid on their freight. And so that's another little note that I thought that AC AFC Transport did a really good job at. If you're going to put the request for quote on your website, make sure that it's enticing for the users because it's not going to be a slam dunk for a lot of these shippers to just magically arrive on your website and magically submit a quote. That's not what websites are for. They're meant to close the deal. Your brand awareness, your marketing, your social media strategy, is, which we'll get to in just a second... That's the part where you want to create that brand awareness that makes people aware of your company and then you send them to your website. And that visitor path, that visitor journey is hopefully as simplified and as niche as possible. Another point I wanted to make was the use of job boards. Overwhelmingly, all of the websites that I I looked at, they all had their own job board, which was a searchable sort of blog post listing of available jobs. And then they had a link for that user, for that potential prospect in order to apply to become a driver. This can be used for employees. It can be used for other prospects of who you're trying to recruit. But mainly because this is carrier list, most of these job boards were recruiting drivers. Now, one thing I did want to note is that the overwhelming majority of these companies that had a job board, they were sending their traffic to a third party. And what happens when you send that traffic to a third party is that with increasing privacy concerns, you're going to have a much more difficult time of advertising and recruiting in the future using Facebook, using social media ads, Instagram, um, all of these different advertising platforms if you don't have access to your own first party data. That's why it's so important that even if you use third-party tools for your applications or you you have a third-party relationship with like a 10th Street for example if you're sending your application there it makes the application process easier for the driver but you're also losing that first party data to begin with because a lot of times these applications are very long and so things happen when folks are filling them out and I know that a lot of these applications make it super easy to just sort of autofill a lot of this information but a lot of it is still a very manual process people get distracted people go and do other things and so what you have as a situation is that you have all of these visitors coming to your site and then they leave and they give their personal information to a third party and they're not giving it to you first. So if I were you, I will go in, I'm actually going to go in deeper on a future topic on this show of how we can approach this in an affordable way. But what you want to do is you want to set up maybe a mini application, a mini form on your website. So then that way the the real application won't appear until they filled out just that little bit of information. That little bit of information will help you tenfold in the years to come as these greater privacy regulations are being brought down because the, the, the hammer has already kind of dropped on a lot of privacy regulations, but it's going to drop even more, especially over the next couple of years. Google is building for it. Apple is building for it. It's a really big part of their marketing campaign. So if you're not collecting first-party data on your website, you need to start coming up with a plan to do so immediately. Another takeaway that I wanted to mention is to update your social media icons on your website. I was on FreightWaves Now yesterday and I said the top 12 carriers in the U.S. did not have a TikTok account. And the reason I said this is because they didn't have it listed on their website. But I did manual searches just to sort of Google fact check myself. So I did manual checks for the majority of or all of the list of the Twenty different companies that I profiled and that I did research on, the overwhelming majority of them did not have a TikTok account and none of them had it listed on their website that they did have a TikTok account. Only three, three of these companies and in the, in 20 carriers in the US where drivers are the most active, which is on TikTok, they don't have a TikTok presence at whatsoever. And they don't have, if they do have a presence on there, they don't have the icon, just a simple icon and a link to your TikTok account right on your website. I, that's a little mind numbing um but shout out to JB Hunt Night Transport and ASC Transport for having a TikTok account it's going to prove super valuable in order to recruit drivers in really right now and in the very near future it is the top social media app um for quite some time now and it's going to become increasingly important if you're you're going to be making content on any social media platform and speaking of social I also want to make the note of have fun with your content because a lot of the the social media that I see, not necessarily referring to this list, but a lot of the social media that I see is kind of boring and just especially the blogs, and it's just really geared towards more like an SEO audience. The companies that have fun with their social media let, let's throw up the, the night transportation um, graphic up on the screen because they have a lot of fun with their content. One of the, the promos that they have going out is, uh, you know, uh, who is it, Tiger King, the Netflix documentary that went wild during COVID. They have a tire. King that is on their account, and they're making parody content around it. They're they're talking about uh, road safety and road checks, and you know tips for getting a CDL and all that good stuff. Night transportation is doing a fabulous job at their TikTok strategy. So that's a really good example of just having fun with your content. And so as I kind of wrap up this discussion, I'm sure a lot of you are like, well, how can I actually use this information? I'm a one person team. I'm wearing a ton of hats. How can I use this info? And a few takeaway tips that I I want to share with you before we get into our interview with Gabe. And the first one is make sure you have a website with a clear path to conversion. Linking to your driver or employee app is fine, but storing that data yourself is better. That that is light years better. If it's a simple Google form right on your website or um, another third party form, Gravity Forms, Ninja Forms, there are lots of different tools out there. Connect directly into WordPress. You can control that first party data. If the person, uh, uh, I guess, qualifies under those initial qualifying factors, such as have you had a you know a federal offense in the last you know twelve months? A question like that. If they pass those checks then you can send them the real driver application because then that helps your recruiting department, that helps your AR, or not AR, but your HR department. And it just helps streamline a lot of, of the data collection. So you're not only collecting the data, but also making it actionable where it's it's drivers that you actually, or employees too, that you actually want to work for your company. So make sure you have that clear path to conversion Right on your website. Also using your website to reduce phone calls and answer as many questions as you can. You don't have to start huge with this. You can start small. You can start off with a few different pieces of paperwork that, you know, a, a lot of folks may request from you. A carrier packet is a great example of this. Um, but start small and make sure that you can build on it as you go and. Talked earlier, WordPress is a great solution in order to do that at a cost effective rate. Um, but keeping your website as a central place of communication for employees, for prospects, for, for drivers, um, customer notification, anything like that, any kind of prospecting or current employees. Use your website as that central source. And then you can use social media in order to build that brand awareness so that when folks know about your company, they come to your website and there's a clear path for them to become a customer, um, to submit a quote, book a demo, all that good stuff. And then as I round out these last, this last tip is for a lot of one-person marketing teams, skip the blog, go straight to social media. You're going to waste a lot of time on trying to wait for organic SEO to work. And it might not work for your brand. It might not work because you didn't format the article correctly. Uh, you didn't answer the right amount of questions. It wasn't 3,000 words long. So my advice to the overwhelming majority of one-person marketers is to skip the blog and go right to social media. If you can build awareness for what your company is doing, what you specialize in, the problems that you're solving, you can build that awareness on social media. And then they come to your website and they convert when they are ready to buy. So skip the blog, focus on social media, and focus on conversions on your website and you will see a much higher return for the time that you have available. Because like I said, 90% of the carriers in this country have 7 trucks or less. You're wearing a ton of hats. You don't have the luxury of a huge marketing department or an agency. And that's what a lot of these top com- these top 500 companies, they have access to that. A lot of companies do not. And this is how you need to make sure that you're building your brand awareness and you're also converting that traffic into paying customers and into employees, drivers, all that good stuff. So hopefully you found that information insightful and helpful. We're going to be doing the same thing, the same analysis for 3PLs and for also freight tech companies in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for more episodes like that. But that is the top, I guess, insight for the, from the top carriers in the United States.
1: I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. And if you did like it, I would love if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. It'll take you like two minutes of your time, but it helps a ton for a creator like me to be able to show that review like a badge of honor. And it also helps the show get discovered by others. If you'd like to see more of my work, head on over to digitaldispatch.io. I've got some new content collections under the resources tab for folks who are freight brokers, truckers, carriers, freight agents, and also a best of collection for how to fix your website and how to fix your marketing. It's all completely free. And again, that tab is under resources over on the digitaldispatch.io website. The website also includes some links to our social media accounts, along with my products and services, in case any of that is of interest to you. Once again, my name is Blythe Bromelieve, and I thank you for sharing your attention with me today. Until next time, have a magical day.